श्री श्री राज गोपाल की जाय गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय गौर भक्त वृंद की जाय गौर प्रेम नंदे गुड इवनिंग poco so welcome and um let me explain a little something about um our tradition hmm? this is uh, a tradition of vedanta vedanta is a division of hinduism hmm? it is the um mystical side of hinduism as i was explaining the other night to some visitors most uh, religious traditions have two basic divisions they have a religious orientation and a mystical orientation mentendas so por ejemplo in uh, the religious orientation la gente quiere cosas pregunta dios para cosas dame eso dame this that otro cosas me entiendes pero en el división místico no queremos cosas para nosotros material porque el orientación mystical es la idea básicamente es nosotros no estamos material entonces cosas material no son uh, beneficial para 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 mí in mi quest for búsqueda felicidad ¿Mm? entiendes y también todos los cosas material uh, son uh, son están aquí hoy y mañana se va verdad pero el tipo de de felicidad que yo quiero esta felicidad eternal uh, ¿Mm? no quiero felicidad eh, temporal temporal Entonces si si yo, yo busca busco felicidad in relation to cosas material este es una fórmula para para duca duca sufrimiento me entiendes Si, por ejemplo, si yo, si me gusta una cosa material, no puedo keep, 
quedármela, mantenerla. Es el problema, porque tengo buen gusto, pero no, se va. Tiene vida de habitón. Tiene su propia vida. Los cosas, ¿me entiendes? So, la idea es que nosotros ahorita tenemos unas, una, una ropa humana, ¿me entiendes? Vestimento, hermano. Vestimento, hermano. Eh, pero es, también este está un cosa material, ¿me entiendes? Ya se va, conocen. Pero el tipo de felicidad que quiero es enduring. Duradera. Duradera. Pero cosas materiales, incluidamente la, la cuerpo y la, y la disposición y todo, son temporales. Temporales. Muy. No, 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 no necesito mucha inteligencia para entender este punto, ¿no? Sí, pero. <laughs> to act according to that understanding is difficult. ¿Me entiendes? Entonces, tenemos aquí una, una disciplina, un tipo de yoga para poner esta idea en práctica. ¿Mm? Y el resultado es extraordinario, ¿Mm? porque tenemos una experiencia de la, la, la idea de nosotros no estamos huma, humanos, pero somos una, una alma. No tenemos alma, somos alma. ¿Me entiendes? Unas personas no, ahí se en la alma. ¿Sí? Otras personas, believe? Creen, creen. Creen, creen en la alma. Pero en la tradición de nosotros de Vedanta, esta pregunta no está si creen o no creen en la alma. Porque otra palabra para la alma, para nosotros es, es what, consciousness? Yeah, I know. Oh. I'm practicing my Spanish. Conciencia. We don't have a question, do you believe in consciousness? That doesn't make any sense, right? You can say, I don't believe in the soul, but you cannot say, I don't believe in consciousness. It requires consciousness to even make the statement. ¿Me entiendes? Sí. What does Jave mean? Oh, Jehovah, yeah, right. Yeah, that. What does Jehovah mean? Yeah, I'll get to that. Dame un poquito tiempo. Primero el alma. (laughs) (laughs) 
So it's not a question of whether I believe in consciousness or not. The very act of believing is a function of consciousness. To do anything requires consciousness. Consciousness is at the ground of everything. Hmm? You cannot deny the existence of consciousness because it takes consciousness to deny the existence of consciousness. Hmm? So our interest is to is to get to the ground, if you will, of being hmm? that transcends the limits of humanity, animality, um, uh, different races, different genders, and so on and so forth. Hmm? And while we can reason about it, as we are, hmm, we have a practice to experience it that is not a rational practice, but it's not an irrational practice, tampoco. It is what we call a trans-rational practice, a practice that picks up or begins where reason ends. The ability to apprehend something by reason is limited. Hmm? For example, if you want to know the taste of a mango, you can reason about what it's like, what its properties are, what, what type of mango it is, hmm? Um, where it was grown, all of its physical properties you could write a book about. Hmm? So trying to apprehend what is a mango hmm, with, the, with reason and observation is obviously limited because one taste of a mango it gives you more experience of what a mango is than all of that reasoning. Hmm? Right? So, our idea is to reason about the limits of reasoning in terms of knowing, knowing how to be happy. Hmm? And then engaging in a practice that transcends the limits of reason for knowing enables us to taste and experience the nature of being beyond the limits of our mind and reasoning and beyond the limits of our uh, sentidos. También. Hmm? Which are imperfect. We try to apprehend the nature of things with our senses uh, we may make mistakes. Hmm? With our eyes, we may see something at a distance and think it to be something other than what it is. So that's the senses make mistakes, right? Um, our ears, our eyes, our taste, our touch. Hmm? With these instruments, we can very much make mistakes about the nature of being and 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 then how to fulfill our ideal for uh, becoming perpetually uh, happy. And with reason also. That's also a limited uh, instrument, imperfect instrument. Hmm. 
So what is the perfect instrument then? Our theory is that we are experiencing imperfection. What do you think? Anybody perfect? Does anybody feel perfect? No. But we would like to be perfectly happy. And we would like to have perfect knowledge. Knowledge informs action. So the more perfect our knowledge, the more perfect our action is in pursuit of happiness. But now we're steeped in uh, imperfection. And perfection does not arise out of imperfection. And imperfection, there is no imperfection. So what we want is perfection, perfect happiness, perfect knowing. And what we're saying is that perfect happiness, perfect knowing is alive. That is Jehovah. Okay? Perfect knowing, perfect happiness, perfect being. Hmm? And we are a unit of imperfect being at present. Hmm? We are experiencing imperfection. We would like to attain perfection. We need help from the protect perfect from the from the perfection that we seek because we are imperfect so our means to attain perfection is also imperfect (laughs) but perfection is perfect (laughs) it can do things that imperfection cannot it can make imperfection it can perfect it So, therefore, we are engaging in a trans-rational method, yoga. Hmm? It's called bhakti-yoga. And it it goes like this. This is how it works. Something like this. Hmm? We're making an appeal to perfection that you may... that perfection may exercise itself in relation to us make us like itself. Hmm? That's a reasonable idea. Hmm? It's, it's, it's not really a physical exercise or a mental intellectual exercise, but it's a heart exercise. But it's not unreasonable. Hmm? And we can... That, that is, that is a, what we call a wise heart. Maintain this. Wise, we're interested in wise love. Hmm? A love that, that is, uh, 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 arises out of the ground of an accurate understanding of the predicament we find ourselves in at present in this world. Hmm? We're all looking for something. Humans have gone to the moon. I've been told. Now they want to go to Mars. What are they looking for? They're looking for themselves. Everyone is looking for themselves. <laughs> Everyone. But you don't won't find it on Mars. You won't find it on the moon. 
And it doesn't cost any money to find it where it is. Hmm? It's not out there. It's within here. Do you know what is the most popular word in Spanish? What is the word in Spanish that's most used more than any other word? Yo. I. I this, I that. If you study, you see this word I in every language, yo, is the most used word, but it's the word that is the least understood. Hmm? What am I? Who am I? Why am I? Oh. <laughs> Why? Hmm? These kind of questions, why am I? Who am I? What am I? These are questions in pursuit of meaning, purpose. Hmm? Where does meaning and purpose derive from in this world? It derives from consciousness. Consciousness is what gives meaning and purpose to things. Things don't have meaning and purpose under themselves, but we give meaning to them. Hmm? Matter, physical matter, has, as it's thought today in science, has physical properties, quantitative properties, velocity, uh, mass, heat, these are physical properties. Hmm. But subjective qualities like happiness hmm, or pain or any such feeling, hmm, this is very different than physical properties. And that's what we are about. We are about all those feelings. Hmm? We are different than the physical matter. Hmm? And it only matters if it matters to us. Mantendus. Matter only matters if we matter about it. If I think this matters, then it matters. <laughs> so meaning, you see, value, purpose, this subjective quality, this is where we are. This is where we really live. We live in the subjective world. But most people try to tell us we should live in the objective world. Our, our idea is Happiness will not be found in the, in, the, in the objective world, in things, or only in thoughts. Hmm? It will be found in ourself and bring our self, consciousness, in touch with our source. Source, God, if you will, is like a fire, and we are like the spark. And matter is like smoke, and we are in the smoke. We don't understand our source. Hmm? And we are kind of flickering. Hmm? So, 
yoga is, is especially this devotional yoga that we do, is meant to bring us back into the, connect us with the source, with the fire. Hmm? So this is a, a, a particular school, discipline, yoga, within Hinduism. It's a mystical orientation to life rather than a religious orientation. It's not about praying for this or that or the other thing and then fighting with people over different differences of religion. Hmm? It's, uh, it's a tradition of, of, of going of, of a, with, a, with a methodology for experiencing what I'm talking about, the self and how it transcends things and thought and because it transcends things and thoughts, it is not confined by time and space. Hmm? So it has no beginning, we have no beginning, we have no end. That's good to know. Hmm? And we are a unit of eternal knowing as well. We have a capacity to know. And we have a capacity also to love or to be happy, to be blissful. In Sanskrit we call it sat, chit, ananda. Being, knowing, and loving. We are a unit of this. And we're trying to do all those things. We're trying to be, we're trying to know, and we're trying to love within the limits of our humanity. But it's problematic because within the limits of our humanity, we are identified with the body, and the body has needs, and so we tend to look at the world in terms of fulfilling those needs. And when we look at the world to get something from it, and other people to get something from them, that's not loving, is it? Loving is about giving, not taking. But when we are identified with the body-mind complex, it has needs because it's not going to endure. It's going to be here today, but it's going to be gone maybe tonight. Hmm? So it has needs. We have identified with it. This is called maya, illusion. And its needs are driving us. And so we're driving or moving in a way that we are kind of hunting, trying to acquire things. And if we look over our shoulder, we're being hunted. Hmm? One living being is food for another living being. It's not very friendly, (laughs) but this is the material um, reality. Hmm? So, problem. Hmm? Hmm? And... While we are trying to be, in order to be, we have to be at odds with others who are also trying to be, and there's only so many resources, so we're fighting over them hmm? on one level or another, on a corporate level, on a national level, or just on a personal level. Hmm? So we want to be, but our attempt to be, in terms of identifying with the body-mind, is problematic. We want to know, but there's a lot we don't know. (laughs) 
and 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 matter is not knowing. It has no knowledge in it. So we're looking for knowledge in a place where there is none. We're looking for being in relation to something that will be here today but gone tomorrow. How can we find being in relation to something that that exists only for a, a, a moment or a few years? Hmm? We're looking for being that's enduring, that won't be threatened. But when we look for it in matter, that's a recipe for a problem. Ain't in this. If we look for knowledge in something that has no knowledge inherently, the floor has no knowledge inherently, then we're going to remain in ignorance. And if we look for love, hmm, ananda, bliss, in relation to matter, it doesn't have any of that either. What makes a thing give us happiness? If I say, well, I just got a new car, I'm really happy. Mm -hmm. Hmm? What's really making you happy? What really makes you happy is not the car, but you. Hmm? Because you say, now this is my car. My car. Let's say your your car is 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 a Toyota. Okay? Somebody else has a Toyota. You don't care about that Toyota. But my Toyota makes me happy. What is making you happy is my. My is an extension of I. What's really making you happy is I. When I say I, and this is my car, I am a Toyota driver. That's what I am. Of course, you could change it and be a Ford driver. Now I am a Ford driver. Hmm? You could change it and now I'm a bicycle ride driver. All that can change. You see, that identity can change. Hmm? But there's something that doesn't change. What is that I? Hmm? And why is the car, the Toyota or the Ford or the bicycle make me happy? Because I have extended myself into that thing. And I think is my car. So what's making me happy is me. I, consciousness itself is happy. Hmm? But we don't look for the happiness within. We look in relation to things where there inherently is no happiness. So we want to exist hmm? forever, happily, hmm? with knowledge. But we're looking for that in a place where you cannot find it. And at the same time, we ourselves are by nature happy. The Atma, the self, consciousness, is full of bliss. It uh, has a capacity to know hmm? and it exists beyond time and space so it has no beginning or end. So the mystical traditions of Vedanta, hmm, this mystical side of Hinduism, our particular tradition is a, is, a, is a bhakti tradition. Bhakti means to give. It's a yoga of love. Hmm? So in this tradition, we engage in these type of practices like chanting and so forth. 
It looks simple or it looks a little weird, I don't know, but <laughs> there's a lot of philosophy that underlies it. Hmm? A, lot of, uh, a lot of thought has been uh, uh, put into it, and um, the practice itself, at the same time, doesn't take a lot of thinking. Hmm? It's not irrational, but to do it is more than a rational exercise. To do it right, it's an exercise of the heart. Hmm? One has to feel, in order to do this kind of yoga, one has to feel that material life, there's not much hope there. I don't think I could find happiness. When I was young, 20 years old, hmm, 21, I used to sit in California and think, what will I do with my life? And everything I would think of, I could be this, I could be that. I would follow it in my mind as far as it would go. And it went, didn't go too far. I could not find anything, material idea, that if I pursued it, I would not have come to a dead end in terms of what I really, really was looking for, which is what every human being is really looking for. We're all looking for perfect happiness, perfect knowing. We, 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 we actually, I've said this before, but we actually live for perfection. When we see other human beings a little more perfect, like for example, in the Olympics, if a person runs one ten thousandth of a second faster, than any human, it's a big celebration. He gets a gold medal. She gets a gold crown. Hmm? So these little, these are material perfections, but the more we go beyond our limitations, we think the more life is successful. So this indicates that we're all looking to go beyond our present limitations. And the reason from the Vedanta and the mystical point of view is because we are more than what meets the eye and the mind. We're more than a thing and more than a thought. Much more. Things and thoughts can only be what they are because of us, because of consciousness. Hmm. So, the chanting, for example, is one of, our, one of our practices like this. This is a very well-reasoned process for many thousands of years. Hmm. It's called kirtan. So, it's a type of music, but it's yoga. And we chant different mantras, usually composed of different names of... What did you call them? Jawa? You got different names. Hmm? God. Hmm. The Godhead, the source, Krishna. Krishna means all irresistible. It's a name for God who is irresistible. Hmm. Something like that. So the names are put together in different formulas that constitute mantras. Mana means mind and tra means to free. To free yourself from your mind. To go beyond your mind. It's peaceful, actually. Because <laughs> mind is always busy. How will I be? I have to compete. I have to get ahead. I have to 
get up early, I have to go. Always worried, worried. Get to rest, all to stop, all that. Hmm? An experience that you that you exist, and nothing can nothing can stop, nothing can destroy you, nothing can. Hmm? And there's and when you when you experience the self, atma, the alma, you feel like there's nothing more to be known. I know everything now. I know myself. I was looking to know this, that, the other things, so many things. But really I was only looking to know what am I? Who am I? What is I? And when I know that by experience, I think there's nothing more that needs to be known. I am of the nature of consciousness. It is sat, chit, ananda, and everyone is. We come to the meeting ground of all, where all people can exist without competition, hmm? without any struggle, hmm? in peace and in love. Hmm? So for this we have to go within. This is the idea. And this chanting is for that. You had a question? We need to go somewhere. We should go here. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is a place like this is a place for going within. Hmm? You come here to go inside. It's like a portal. Do you know what a portal is? Where you can go into the invisible. Hmm? Go within. This is a place... What is the place here? It is a certain type of people with a certain ideas, a certain consciousness. We need to be in that environment. Hmm? We need to be in an environment that is conducive for going within. But most people are going without only. They're going to the moon, but they don't know that they're looking for themselves. You see, you come here because you know, I'm looking for myself. So that's why you come here, to a place like this, instead of the moon. <laughs> you don't know if there's an ashram on the moon. <laughs> right? But you know there's one here, so you come here. Hmm? My point is that people go to the moon, they go to the Mars, but they, but they don't know what they're... They, don't, they think they're looking for one thing or another, but they're really only looking for themselves. Hmm? Everyone is only really looking for happiness. That's all. And the self is a unit of happiness that, trans- that transcends any kind of happiness that you can get from acquiring things. Hmm? Most people are involved in acquisition, getting things in order to be happy. Our teaching is give up things to be happy. 
Because when you give up the things, you find, you uncover what it is that you are. Hmm? You see, everyone in the world also accepts that renunciation is laudable. You understand me? If you say to your friends, your parents, I'm going to go be a monk and live in the in the bosque. How can you do that? Don't you love us? How can, you know, they would say it like that. But what they don't realize, that is kind of a renunciation. Hmm? How will I explain? Renunciation means to become objective and step back. Hmm? Just like what I'm saying to you is like, you have a court system, you have politicians, they are supposed to be objective. Maintenance? They are supposed to be objective, not bought and paid for by a corporation. Hmm? They're supposed to be objective. The judge is supposed to be objective. This is the holy holy grail. They say holy grail. Maintenance? The holy grail. It's like objectivity. Hmm? Just the facts, ma'am. Just give us the facts. Don't tell us your feelings. Just give us the facts. You may feel it's like this. You may feel it's like that. We just want to know the facts, the truth. You see, what I'm saying to you it basically is that this, this objectivity hmm, is thought to be laudable. It's thought that you can find, this is where you can find truth and really love. Hmm? Hmm? That's what we are involved in, <laughs> objectivity, because to be, obje- to, be, to be objective, you have to step back from the things that you're attached to. Hmm? So, because then you can't see them for what they are. If you're too close to a thing, you can't see it for what it is. You have to step back. If a, if your son is a murderer, you want him. You still want the the police to let him go. <laughs> All right. The facts are, he should go to jail. But still, he's my son. I, I'm attached to him. I love him. I, I I want him to be free. Give him another chance. The other mother doesn't think like that. Mm-hmm. So the attachment is not really true it's not a in other words when we're attached to a thing too close to it we can't see it for what it is hmm? so we're in some kind of ignorance so to step back from that we come to truth and only when we come to truth can we come to real love hmm? it's a complicated <laughs> point but uh, it's uh, it's important so here we kind of step away from the world in one sense, and people think, well, don't you like the world? We do, but what is the world? We do like the world. We like it a lot, but what is it? We're in it here. 
But we're in it, but not of it. We're moving in it, but from a different angle of vision. Hmm? I like all people and animals, but I don't see them only as animals or people or trees. I see them as alamas. If you could see like that, then you would move very differently in the world. Hmm? So... Wise, this is the wisdom that underlies the love that we're interested in. Anyway, so, complicated, but another question? Yes? When you say practice, practice, okay, so if I want to practice, if I want to find myself, etc., what kind of practice I can, I can do? I mean, I, I'm trying to meditate, okay, yoga, but... What do you advise? What do you, what do you think? I advise, I advise you to find a teacher. That would be good. Hmm? A teacher, a teacher who uh, can teach you systematically how to uh, spiritualize your life, hmm? and. Um, so you can read a book here, talk to this person there about yoga. And When I was young, I used to go and ask people, how do you meditate, how do you meditate? Hmm? You do the same thing? Yeah. I couldn't... Yeah. 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 So when I found my teacher, then it was easy to, to put it all in place. Hmm? So... If you come here and you listen, hmm, then you get some... You see, if you want to do spiritual practice, that's a good idea. But what is spiritual? Some theory needs to be there. Let's say, for example, you want to build a house. Hmm? As an architect, you want to design and build a house. That's a good idea, a nice idea. But now you need to, you learn, need to learn some math. Antennas? You say, no, I just want to build it. And I say, you, you say I've I, 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 I got some wood, I've got a stone, I, I want to build it. And I say, no, put, the, put down a wood, put down a stone. <laughs> Here, take a pencil. A pencil? How I, how I will build a house with a pencil? Just sit down. Now draw this. I teach you how to draw I teach you some mathematics, you understand? So, uh, people want to do yoga, spiritual life. They have a good emotion, feeling for that, but they need some knowledge. What is spiritual? What is material? What is the difference? What is the method? Some. So, in one sense, the beginning of real practice is to come and learn about what is the practice. What is the... What is the philosophy that underlies the practice? And when we hear like that from different teachers, some at some point it's going to, we're going to find that the teaching is very compelling. Hmm? That it, ans- it starts to answer my questions gradually. Questions are ans- asked, questions are answered. When, they, when your questions are answered, 
then your doubts go away, and then you become, how do I do? Then you become like fertile ground. If I want to plant a banana, I need fertile ground first. Hmm? So the first thing in spiritual practice, you come and sit with the teacher, and he or she starts to make the ground of your heart fertile. Hmm? By teaching, by answering your questions, hmm? maybe giving you some little practice, something, and then gradually, when the heart is very fertile, then the seed of the mantra is planted in the heart through the ear. From in the teacher's heart, it comes up on the tongue and enters into our ear and goes down. And then it is cultivated with the practice. But now my ability to engage in the practice is very good because the ground is very fertile and I know what I'm growing. Because when you say, I, I want a spiritual life, and I ask you, what does that mean? And you go, nah, well, <laughs> I just want it, <laughs> spiritual life. Uh, you, you need some more clarity on what that is, and that's good. Everybody's like that. Everybody who's sitting here, myself, we all ask the same kind of question Some some point. I'm 68. When I was 20, I was asking that kind of question. So I understand exactly what you're saying. And this is the kind of answer I got. So this is what I did. <laughs> Worked good. So, do you live in Samara? Sorry? You live in Samara? Yeah. So, so, where are you from? From France? Yes. When do you go back? In two months? November. Hmm? November. November. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, you've got some time. So, if you can... You can, this is one place you can come. There may be other places, but this is one place that you can come and, and you can get good answers and some practice. You can learn to chant with us. It's actually very powerful, hmm? chanting. And here we are also vegetarian. Hmm? We're, we only prepare certain foods and, we, with, and then we prepare them with mantra also. Hmm? And it's very powerful spiritually. We have our own dairy, so we have our own cows. We take care of them very nicely. We don't kill any cows ever. Mm-hmm. So, it's a nice place. <laughs> and you're welcome to come. And, and, and also others here, some of my students, you can talk with them. They have similar experience to you. Maybe, they were, maybe a month ago they were sitting there asking a question. So, does that help for the moment? Yeah. Okay. Okay, you're a smart young lady. I appreciate that. What else? Any other question? What is the time? 7.25. Okay. Did you have some dinner earlier? You did? Okay. Oh, afterwards. Okay. So we stop there and thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Jai. Vitaoji Gopal ki jai. Guri Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai. Bodh Premanandi. Yeah.